Oh, that's a big dab, Dale. <laughs> Welcome to the Hotbox Show, folks. Episode 196, coming to you live and predictable from the Hotbox Studio podcast at the Jazz Farm. And it's nice to be back in the seat. I had a couple of weeks off of a bit of a break. And tonight I have Dale and Dan and Joe. And it's a little nice to be sitting around the table tonight discussing our favorite plant. Hmm? And tonight we catch up on how a study on cannabis uh, and its effects on autism. And we found that really, really uh, interesting. We've been trolling the news and picking out bits and pieces that we thought we would share with you. There's quite a bit going on in the cannabis industry at the moment in South Africa, but I think everybody's sort of kind of gearing up towards the end of the year and all of that, and it's more... It's more a party vibe around, don't you think, at the moment? It's than a gearing up. Vibe. <clears throat> yes, people are gearing up for the end of the year. I think so. It's December, boys. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming, it's coming. Yeah. People are like, I'm ready for this holiday. It's like, I've yeah. done with this, yeah. this, this, this thing. And you know, weed-wise, I think it's been a really intense year. I'm sure that when it comes to our last episode of the year, we'll, we'll do a little recap on everything that's happened. But just thinking to myself now, um, We've had the parliamentary hearings, we've had all this uh, cannabis bill stuff, we've had all this master plan stuff, we've had all this medicinal rows and licenses and hemp licenses and all that. So it seems like it's been easier to get everybody together around the table online. Imagine yeah. how those things would have panned out if everyone had to actually physically get into the same room together. Back in the old days, you know, pre-pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think people are a little bit hungry for it. I've been speaking to some people who've been out at night and they say it's getting really busy. People are starting to party and all of that. And also just get everything finished for the year. I think November is a, a little uh, like that this month. You know, It's this like pre-December thing. Like if we're looking forward to it, but not too excited yet because you still got a whole lot of work to do. But as we're getting out and about more in the, certainly in our weed world, um, we're also going to be looking tonight at, do we think that cannabis, the cannabis industry is a little bit of a boys club? Um, this is something that Joe is going to be speaking about because we think it's appropriate for the girls to speak about the boys yes. tonight. So yes. <laughs> we've also come up with a poll uh, where it would be re really nice if you could please go and vote on Facebook and tell us what you think. Have you found the local cannabis industry to be a little too much of a bro of a boys club? Is it a bit boys clubish? Yes. No. Or I haven't had much to do with the formal cannabis industry. Nap answer. The thing is, okay. you look at some of the innovators these days, and there's a lot of women coming up yeah. in the industry, creating some really cool cannabis stuff. You know. I can say that certainly when Jules and I started on this journey, it was very, very much uh, the majority of particularly the smaller events in smaller towns and whatever, I was often the only woman. But in the last 11 years, it has changed drastically. I think it's definitely been more of a male-dominated mm. thing because it was illegal and you did it in the background for, and you yes. had to always hide and be the dude that was doing it while... And it's not to say that this is, I'm just, just, you know what I mean? As if it was a family, for instance, the dude's going to be growing the ganja in the back in the garage undercover at night while the wife is looking after the kids and making sure the family's running, mm. you know what I mean? Yes. And it was just done like that. But now it's becoming more open where 
females that are liking that like to grow are coming out. So yes. it's changing, but it was very male orientated. That's it. You go into yeah. grows, it's gr gr men, 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 men growing. And I think it was it's difficult for women um, <clears throat> having children. You know, there's a lot more stigma around women using cannabis and all the way from breastfeeding sure. to raising their children yeah. to being a bad influence on their teenagers and whatever. So women often had to <laughs> take the back seat for the sake of, of their children. But um, cannabis in the workspace, uh, certainly Charles and I have been in over the last two weeks or so, we've been speaking to a very interesting bunch of academic type people. Um, we can't give to make it too specific, but these people are conducting a survey amongst people in the in the cannabis industry uh, uh, for a large trade union. Okay, so this trade union has commissioned them to do the survey as to what is going on in the ground. Okay. So that's, that's been really, really interesting. I know that Charles spent over two hours. Um, I know that last week I spent an hour and a half with them on Zoom. And the questions just kept coming because there was so much of what, of what we were talking about that they just didn't know. Mm. So I think that that is just tying in with the boys club thing and women being able to come out the closet. That's certainly been something that Charles and I have found very interesting this week. Um, you know, it's not every day that you get to speak to people who are really interested in what it's like for you, you know, and yeah. what and what, what is what's about this policy and what's about that policy. And they've really done their homework and asked really intelligent questions. Poor Charlie came out of, out of two hours of bombarded questions looking a bit like a boiled owl. <laughs> and then I sent him on all sorts of errands. So, he looks so like he's a bit of a map after that. Yeah. <laughs> Charles is going to be joining us uh, just a little bit later uh, to speak about all the things that we've been um, picking about in the news. Mm. So that's um, sort of what we've been doing with Fields of Green. We are really looking forward to the latest expo, which is being held in Santon uh, on the, from the 18th to the 24th. Um, I must say, we did say, oh my glory be, is it expo time again? <laughs> because it is hard work for us. Um, most expos we have say four or six members of the crew and we rotate and some people can be smoking bongs out in the yard and other people can be speaking to, speaking mm. to the public about our mm. manifesto. But we're really, really short of crew now with everybody busy at the end of the year. So Charles has agreed to be in charge of the expo crew and uh, the rest of us will be popping in and out. So if you're available between Thursday the 18th and Sunday the 24th, it's running for four days in the Santon Convention Center. And I think that what really got me out of my malaise and feeling a bit lazy about doing an expo, I have to admit, mm. um, was that hopefully we, we get to see a whole lot of the people that we haven't seen for a long time yeah. from our cannabis community. I do you miss the, the, the so, little the get-togethers. and The expos yeah. have always been a lovely networking experience. Lovely networking experience. Meet new people, yeah. get together with old friends, you know. Yeah. See oh, how yeah. much CBD we can knock. Sure. And how much THC we can smoke. And knock the THC and knock the CBD. As we always did like, back in school, hide in the back and smoke a joint somewhere. Yeah, exactly. We're professionals at that, you know. So that's coming up on the fields of green front. And then we are also, I think all of us as a team, really, really looking forward to moving into our new offices within the next few days. So uh, we're seriously excited about that. I think that we all deserve a really nice space to work in. Mm -hmm. We've been um, 
where obviously the studio will stay the same, but we've been very cramped and working on our laps and, and freezing cold and We've been working from Myrtle's lounge and she needs her home. <laughs> I think she'd like to have her home yeah. for the first time ever, actually, in probably like 12, 13 years yeah, now. I yeah, I reckon. Yeah. yeah, so we, we please, if you're a member of the Green Network, uh, or if you're not a member of the Green Network, please sign up. It's only 49 Rand a month. Or if you're one of our affiliates that is watching us, friends of community, get hold of us in the multiple channels that you can get a hold of us, mainly through our website is probably the best, and come and visit us. Um, now before we close down the Fields Green office on the 10th of December so we can have a bit of a break. But we'd love you to pop in for a bit of a spliff and a coffee in our new office. Just give us a little bit of time to move in. We're going to be doing that over the next week or so. So uh, we'd love to welcome some new friends into our new space. So, as I said earlier, we're going to be trolling through the news a bit, don't we, Joe? We are, but should we have a look at what we're going to smoke first? <gasps> no, it's cool, look. It's Even cool. Dale said to me, don't <laughs> rush into the CBD and end because we have It doesn't matter when coffee. we do it, as long as we do it. Sorry, oh. you see, you made me do it. You made me do it, because you always rush into the thing without the dank cap. <coughs> look at that. Well, we just got one big fat yeah. note to smoke through. Damn, mm. what is that? Mm. Mm. That um, looks frosty. Mm. Jungle Boys. Yeah. Of course. Jungle Boys Creamsicle. It is quite a If you guys don't know them. Yeah, Google them, check Google them out. Google them, check them out. They're, they're some of the best breeders in the country right now. Well they they just they're from the States. They just um <laughs> they're just really hyped. Sorry, I They've think I'm knuckle because yeah, knuckle no, uses some of their stuff. Yeah, too. no, no, this is from the Jungle Boys, which is the guys up in the States, Myrtle and Jules and the team went and go and yeah. visited them. These are the facilities that these guys grow in. And managed to speak to the head growers and speak to all the guys that are there. Jeez, we had fun on that Jungle Boys day. Hey, Neilio, Captain Green, such as Jules and and Captain Green and 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 I, and we we went off to go and tour the facilities. And you know, I mean, the facilities, the facility, whatever. Yeah, but it's yeah. so nice to meet the people. Yeah, mm. yeah. And then they told us, well, you won't, you 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 certainly can't meet the main man, you know, he's really busy and whatever. Ivan. I mean, it, Ivan, yeah. It's, we'd like, what? We were just here to see you and to greet because they were one of the sponsors of our trip to America. And then while we were at the second facility, um, the guy who was showing us around said, whoa, you've just been invited to lunch with the main man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I sat next to him in this awesome Mexican restaurant. I had the most divine, it was coconut chicken. Wow. It was some of the nicest chicken mm. I've ever tasted mm -hmm. in my life. And there was this main man from Jungle Boys sitting right next to me and he was such a cool guy and super grounded, um, down to earth, funny, interesting. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, well, him and his team have made some serious yeah. cannabis um, over the years. Mm -hmm. They started from the bottom. If you go look at the Jungle Boy mm -hmm. story, go onto their Facebook page, I mean their Instagram page. On YouTube. They got a really, really cool Ivan story. They've had a story lot of people also together. trying to um, <clears throat> copy their stuff. Yeah, everyone will try, I guess, but the, what they've got is just from years and years mm -hmm. of breeding, selecting, Even choosing some of the best of the best. Yeah, there's always going to be haters. Yeah. And I mean, the Jungle Boys are like the true uh, image of a brand that's really gone from nothing to everything yeah. but they've got it all they've got the bud they've got the clothing they've got rosin they've got extract they've got the facilities they've mm. got the property they've got the image they've got everything culture. it's the culture they've, they've created the this jungle with this is a mother shop mother shit was a jungle boys top and you know what i mean so <laughs> they've got everything but yeah these guys grow some serious serious thing and you can get the, the seeds yeah 
yeah. built on about cells. Yeah. So yeah. local suppliers, we, we're not in the Stone Age anymore. We have we're access. We're in the Stoner Age. <laughs> we're in the Stoner Age now. Now we can get access to all of the genetics. So there's no saying you can't get the best or that, oh, you know, I need to import it or it got, it got stolen or the postage, what, what. Stop yeah. doing that and just buy from local shops. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The worst part is having to f phone a friend overseas to then go and buy those seeds for you yeah. and somehow get them. Remember, I still have my mate in the States with a package waiting for me, but to get it sent over costs yeah. so much money and it's yeah. such a risk and that I'm going to take so long, I'm like, look, hold on to it until you come here. And I'll, wait. Either, I'll wait a year, whatever it is that you come, but... The other equally valid option, of course, is just to seek out local breeders who are breeding stuff that is designed, bred, whatever, yeah, yeah. to grow in our local South African conditions. Yeah. Hashtag know your Dacher farmer. Yes. Yeah. Now don't forget to, um, when you're taking all those beautiful photographs of all of your beautiful buds, don't forget to enter them in your Instagram competition. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So tag at hotboxshow.co.za and um, one of the team goes through every week and choose five or six finalists and, um, and we'll bring you this week's winner. And Charles will probably tell you something about this a bit later. We had an idea. You know our poster? Yes. So we're always trying to improve our poster and improve our poster. So we thought, well, maybe we'll have a, a competition sometime. We'll announce it on, um, on social media, probably on, mainly on Instagram. And uh, to take a nice close-up photograph that we can use for the background of our weekly poster. Mm. So, Charles, you can tell when we do Instagram later, he'll tell you a bit more about, about that competition. And then we'll show, throw some extra things in the prize lucky packets. Yeah. But I think it's news time at last. Did anybody wrong? Back. You're back. Oh so our first story oh, okay. tonight is about uh, the the boys club. No, it's no not the first no, story not. is about autism. Um, about autism. Okay. Oh. It's how they found. Um, well, let's read the article. Let's go through this and we can. Sorry, it does tend to bounce. All right. So what it's what we got here: new evidence of medical cannabis value for autism. So basically, it is this is what they say: high CBD cannabis treatments can potentially make a positive difference for autistic children. According to a new non-placebo-controlled study, um, just after six months of treatment, over 83% of patients' parents reported moderate to significant improvements in the lives of their children. So, yeah, they're using CBD with a bit of THC, as you can see, a 20 to 1, um, approximately 60 milligrams per dose three times a day to help autistic children just cope with it, you know, mm. just cope with life and get through what an autistic children have. <clears throat> There's, they, you know, they, they say here that just after six months of use, what the research team documented was incredible. 83.8% of these autistic parents, patients' parents reported moderate to significant improvement in the lives of the children, which we said earlier. And those improvements were, um, the patients became more independent, they were able to shower on their own and dress themselves. Um, nearly 25% of the patients also began sleeping better. Episodes of restlessness and rage. Um, and true, tr two trademark behavioral symptoms of autism's, autism were also greatly improved. So, I mean, if that's the first clinical trial that they've done and it has given such results, 
I think it's a good sign. It's amazing. What I'm quite interested in is that South African CBD daily um, limit is 20 milligrams. They were giving 60 milligrams three times a day. Yeah. Hmm. The other thing I'm curious about is we know that too much CBD, and I didn't look it up yet, but there's too much CBD can start causing issues with the liver. The liver yes. So I hope they're going to be monitoring those children's livers. I do trust that doctor. And, and people need to know THC is the key as well, especially in serious cases of autism. Yeah. Well, that's possibly good to see why that they've got the 22 Well, it's good to see they're using a 22 one. They're not mm. using a sole, an isolate, or, or just mm. an of, of, uh, sorry, yeah. a straight isolate. But it says here the vast majority of these improvements, approximately 95%, came within the first month of the treatment protocol, yes, suggesting so, that yeah. it doesn't take long for cannabis to begin working. So within a month, it's yeah. it's so quick that you see yeah. it, and we've all seen it. Everyone in the studio has seen it by someone that they know that has used it, or themselves, or anything that they know. It happens quickly. It, it starts to work really, really fast if you stick with the protocol. It's almost like a miracle. So you <laughs> not a silver bullet, but it's almost like a miracle. Why CBD is bad for your liver, Joe? Too much. It can mm. be. It causes hepatic issues. I yeah. don't, I've always liked the, the you know, the, the, the entourage effect, like mm. the, the full spectrum, full spectrum. medication. I don't think we're supposed trips. to take isolates mm. in high no. doses without mm. the other cannabinoids. So they work all, together. all this is good and all, but they also have a major limitation. It included, well, the study, however, has a major limitation. It included no control group. Mm. The, study the study's authors were left to conclude that therefore no casualty between cannabis therapy and casualty, sorry, between, ca between cannabis therapy and improvement in patients' well-being can be established. So unfortunately, by them not doing the control group, we don't actually know that it was all that. Yeah. But we would like to believe it. But so it looks very much like good news. But we know that cannabis is medicine. No, the research has actually been done. Uh, to say that more research needs to be done is prohibition to speak, because enough research has been done to show that it's safe and that it should be legal. The research that is left to be done is intricate, detailed stuff, but we know that plants are safe. And in fact, both the autistic child and his or the mother or father should be consuming the same cannabis. Exactly. You know? mm. Maybe they, they would handle, because it's, it's tough raising an autistic child, you know. I can only imagine, yeah, it is quite a challenge and, you know, I give it up to any parent that does go through that, you know. Yeah, it changes your life. It does, and, you know, and, you know, luckily these days we have testing so we can And this is a miracle. Imagine you have this child and cannabis is suddenly giving you your child back, you know. It can go have a shower by itself. Or showing you facets of your child's personality that you've just never ever got to meet. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really, really exciting. And uh, may it just continue to grow from strength to strength. But next time, guys, remember to do the control group so that the study doesn't have to be like blown down on well, by the Well, essentially, it doesn't, doesn't count for shit. Mm. Mm. It, doesn't. it doesn't. And that, unfortunately, I hope it wasn't a bunch of stoners that were doing well, it. Well, enough good stuff. No, it was. Um, Dr. Mech, how do you say his name? Michulam. Michulam. Michulam, yeah. He's been studying cannabis yeah, yeah. since 1964. Mm. Okay, well, I was going to tell us about yeah, that later. More about that later, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so our second story for tonight is the, the story about the boys' club. Um, I'm going to do quite a bit of reading with this because I'm reading from an article written. Um, by a lady by the name of Rochelle Gordon. It was published in the Beard, Bros, Beard Brothers um, Farm website. So she says, um, the cannabis industry is a boys club. And while there have always been plenty of powerful and dynamic female cultivators, retailers and founders, the numbers don't lie. Less than 25% of women in the cannabis industry hold leadership posi positions and only 8% of cannabis CEOs are women. 
sure it's shocking. True. Now it is. Sure, it's true that many industries lack diversity in management, but one would presume that a sector focused on the divine feminine energy of the cannabis plant could and should be going above and beyond to ensure that there is equal representation from the greenhouse to the boardroom. Instead, a frat boy party culture has begun to permeate the legal industry, distracting from the narrative of the true potential of plant medicine. Um, a culture where blatant sexism and harassment are commonplace and testosterone-fueled pissing matches have become more prevalent. A culture, while perhaps a product of our society, is on track to potentially destroy the integrity and passion that generations of legacy operators have built in the shadows. Last week saw tens of thousands of cannabis industry professionals gather in Las Vegas for MJ BizCon, MJ Unpacked, and a bevy of after parties, mixes, and social network events. In a city that is arguably one of the most anti-cannabis places in the country, despite the fact that possession is legal for adult use. It is important to note that virtually zero farmers were able to make it to the event due to the organizers moving it from December to October, which is when the cultivators are usually busy with harvest season in the US. Ah, I've just lost my thing. Sorry. It's right there. It's right there. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> That's why we have two iPads. <laughs> this is why we have two iPads. Um, so, with the lack of a grower presence was not entirely new, since MJ Biz generally tends to attract more suits in general, and it's normally more predominantly males ones at that. The Sin City environment, perhaps combined with an insatiable desire to party hard, especially post-COVID, um, compounded by a pandemic-related deficit in navigating social situations properly, topped off by copious amounts of alcohol and cocaine, seemed to be the perfect recipe for disaster at this year's MJ Cocaine at a cannabis event? No, mm, thank you. And affiliated after events. And while we have nothing against either of the aforementioned substances, the overindulgence of these chemicals at times seemed counterintuitive to what our industry is aiming to accomplish especially considering the energy that these drugs tend to invite. Mm, gives cannabis a bad name. It really does. We are under incredible scrutiny as an industry, and there are plenty of people wanting us to make a mistake. Not to say that the booze and the blow are to blame for the bad behavior showcased last week at, in Las Vegas, but it certainly didn't help. Um, sexual harassment was also widely reported. A female friend of Rochelle's recounted being DM'd by married executives prior to the event, asking if she would be around and if she wanted to party. Um, she was told at one point during the week, your tits sell weed. One woman shared her story of a colleague clearly using a strip club setting to rationalize inappropriate conversation, going on to pressure a different male coworker to get a lap dance and he was clearly uncomfortable being in that environment in the first place. So why go to a strip club if it's not your thing? To quote Hamilton, he likely wanted to be in the room where everything happens. We all know that the real deals happen after hours, and if decision makers are in the VIP section of a strip club, then people feel pressure to show up, um, even if it's not their cup of tea. She also recalled guys asking her for private dances, and becoming so exasperated that she decided to leave the venues. She noted several men putting their arms around her at various times throughout the week, acting as though they couldn't hear her in some sort of flimsy um, attempt at justifying physical uh, contact. She had somebody say, can I just grab your ass, please? 
she recalled, I'm genuinely intrigued that they thought that it was okay. I don't feel threatened. It's just odd that something like this is deemed appropriate in their psyche. She added that she's strongly considering attending next year's show with a bodyguard in order to avoid similar situations. Is this what we've come to? That we as women feel so unsafe at a cannabis trade show that we literally need to hire protection for our bodies. We can't go to a work-related party without being manipulated and harassed. There were plenty of events and moments where everyone felt safe and empowered but these incidents highlight the ugliness saturated within a space that seems like it should be easily focused on good vibes for everyone involved. Not to say that trade shows are all bad. Our industry is involving and events like this help facilitate growth and the sharing of information. But when people use them as an excuse to behave in an unsavory and downright disgusting manner, how much progress is actually being made? The world is watching. What type of message are we sending? Are we an industry filled with overly aggressive men who want this business to be just like the rest? Or are we an inclusive space, regardless of gender, sexual identity, race, or socioeconomic status, and we all have the right to succeed in it? Well said. Now, I I, as Merkel was saying, she came across a lot of, of this sort of behavior in the international shows with Jules. I think that she had Jules with her to protect her for, from a lot of that sexual harassment mm-hmm. and misogyny. And I think she would have had a very different experience if he hadn't been with her. Mm. Mertz, I'll have to go with you in future and punch them in the face, okay? <laughs> I think now I see also the, in the, 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 the new space in the cannabis space, which is the extraction space. Mm. There's quite a big female presence. Which Good. is nice to see. The t- some of the really, really top extractors in the world are females. Um, yeah. Murphy Murray, um, Sid Kokatz, These people are people that are involved in the industry in the states that are game players, and they are up there. So it's great to see that they are there. Well, I'd like to see South Africa show the rest of the world how it is that we empower women. In well, this I've not seen industry. this kind of behavior at local events. Thankfully I not. Haven't, I haven't seen it at the Cannabis Expo the or, or yeah, any of the, no, the we, smaller shows. We don't seem to have that in all of South Africa. There doesn't seem to be that yeah, kind so of dominance male gorilla fucking attitude. <laughs> so is this more of an aggressive American male <laughs> misogynistic be, attitude? Let's but, hope. Yeah. Yeah. Wherever women get together in the name of cannabis, though, they do very well. Louise more. Maxwell is a wonderful example. Yeah, and there's this movement wheat. called Tokativity. They're yes. an affiliate of Fields of Green for All. And that's international. And ladies, you can go look them up and please join. And there's also Women Grow in New York, who are a very successful group of women growers. The cannabis game has always been super, super competitive. Mm. Extremely competitive, full of testosterone and everyone yes. trying to be the first the fastest and the best. Yes, yes. Mm. But it's a very sensitive industry because we're under such scrutiny all the time. We can't afford to make these mistakes, you know, to be no. sexist and... But also, with, sorry, with, also with, the, with the fact that we have Instagram and all that kind of stuff, it makes it um, more glamorous where people mm. can, like, for instance, there's a lot of ladies that are glamorizing, not, when I say glamorizing, actually showcasing the, the way that a lady would grow, which is really cool. It's like clean and feminist. I want to say we've grown quite a bit already from, I remember the very first cannabis expo that it went down. Um, they had the body painters and the painted ladies walking around. And there was and an outcry after that. There was a huge outcry from a certain section of of society, moaning about sex, using women as sex cells kind of vibes. But we do yeah, seem there to was have grown past guy, that. And he wasn't really around much. Mm. Yeah, we only yeah. saw the boobs. We only saw boobs and ass. <laughs> yeah. 
beautifully painted cannabis boobs and ass, but uh, there was a huge outcry, and, and I think that in the last so couple of expos that we went to, that it wasn't as much of a yeah. in-your-face thing. Which, so no, let's just leave this they sex by the door. You know, we're there for the weed. Let's That's stick it. to the weed for the yeah. day, and we, the sex can come after yeah, the exactly. expo. You know what? Here's, here's the thing. There's a sex expo for that. Yeah, we, exactly. have a, we have a cannabis expo. If you need to use the female body to sell your product, then there's something obviously not doing it right because there's yeah. the guys in the States, I've seen other guys where they sell stainless steel extraction equipment and lights. They don't put women all over no, it. No, we don't need desperate measures. Weed sells itself practically. You know? No, you don't have to be like, oh, buy my lighter, boobs, yeah. you know? <laughs> it's just <laughs> but it, unfortunately like you're saying sex sells women love it men love it people do they really enjoy the the, the whole yeah sex sells and yeah, the, the, the attraction it. that always attract it, and that's just mm. at the end of the day like it is it is it is what it is we all like, know that weed makes sex better so, so <laughs> you know, there's yeah, that linkage the other way around that's good yeah yeah that, what you mean you're saying sex makes weed better <laughs> oh i'm gonna have to try that sometime <laughs> I'm missing one important. No, but we can, bring the weed in, we can bring the weed into the sex, but not the sex into the weed. No, no, no. That makes it a bit. Yeah. Okay. So, so please vote. We've got a poll about this. Yes, on Facebook. tell us. Have you come across what this do you think? Tell us. Boys clubbish kind of vibe, hmm. or <laughs> haven't you been around in the industry? The <laughs> formal industry long enough. Yeah, but 25% women-owned. That's not good enough. I, I really think. The men can maybe take a, a little bit of a backseat and give a bit more space for the... Look, I know um, a, a few women in the, in the local cannabis industry that are starting to do make serious, like, stand up for themselves and, and make serious maneuvers. And one of them is one of our affiliates, but I don't want to say too yeah, much We've got big female are. cannabis icons. Also, you, you don't have to necessarily... We've got J.D. Emery, we've got... Exactly, necessary. they don't necessarily have to be growers. Mm. They don't have to people be the people that are doing the, the hard work. All the work. Yeah. They can be, be cannabis execs, or not execs, CEOs of companies, the owners of companies that do other things in and the cannabis space. Cannabis journalists. You don't have God to be a grower to be in the cannabis industry. There's so many auxiliary supplies and services that we can yeah. be in. So think of those things. Yeah. See where you fit in. Yeah. Yeah, don't let the boys scare you off, ladies. Mm. Join the industry. So we've got another story, do we? Yeah, yeah, well, let's story. talk about a country that might actually be excelling in the e economic terms of cannabis. Um, Israel. Okay, and and why is that enough to go to Israel? Because, um, look, can cannabis has been making waves in Israel because they have the best researchers. But did something happen now recently, like this week, for this story to be out? Tell us. No, I don't know, I'm asking you. <laughs> Hey, well, it's just research that's come out in the last. Oh, I've done research. It's just a, yeah, just an article that's been published in the last week. Mm. Okay. So wait, just for for some quick facts about um, Israel, there are over a hundred um, cannabis stores and businesses in Israel. Twenty-six of them already registered on the Tel Aviv Stock Exchange. Wow. Yeah. Twenty-six of them. So and how big is Israel? It's about. It's not very big. Orange Free State. It's, it's <laughs> actually as big as the Kruger National Park. What? That's smaller that's, than the Orange Free State. Yeah. That's tiny. I didn't even know that. Um, that's tiny. How big is the... So, although they have some strict laws on medicinal use and not recreational use, mm -hmm. there are over 70,000 med medical card holders in Israel. Yeah, but it's only, only citizens, longest, right? it's only citizens of Israel, remembering that Israel is actually yeah. made up of a lot of foreigners. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not even an eighth of their country. You've got to be Israeli to participate yeah. in the medicinal scheme. Yeah. So, some seven reasons why we think, or at least 
the internet also thinks that uh, Israel is excelling. Number one, Israel was the epicenter of the 20th century cannabis research. Going back to 1964 with Dr. Mukhalem, yes. um, he was a Bulgarian researcher who moved to Israel to do his work when he was able to isolate the THC compound from the plant. Then discovering he all the medical compounds the plant has to hold. He is the man who isolated THC. THC in 1964, was it, Dale? That's right. Number two, Legend. it's becoming the cannabis startup capital of the world. Now, you may not have places where you can go smoke bowls and hit dabs on the streets and stuff like that. It's not very public. But you do have the opportunity for many farms. The government's dedicated thousands of mm. acres, almost half their country, to be able to grow cannabis. They have kibbutz where volunteers are there to, to help grow their this cannabis. It's amazing. It's not like that in any other country. Mm. But unfortunately, yeah. they still have big bans on, on mm. responsible adult use. Um, and number three, because they produce so much, they are quite big exporters to the rest of the okay. world. So many governments um, and corporations are actually relying on Israel for their research and their research quality weed, as mm. they would call it. medical grade quality mm. weed, as they would call it. Yeah. But there's too much focus on export, I believe, mm. you know. But they always, uh, governments want to export yeah. wheat because they think it's a bad yeah. thing and they don't want it to get into the local Yeah, you can't grow able it to and export. export it. Keep it away from the people. They're, they're able to export because they've been able to grow for research purposes mm. Mm. So since long. the 70s. Yeah, yet you can't even get a dime bag on the street. Mm. It's, it's yeah. quite hard at first to get wheat in Israel. You have to. So I've got some you, good, you but some bad regulations. Yeah, I did. I did. I actually only got weed for the first time after like a month and a half. I tried to see some of the facilities. They're really, really strict. They don't just let people see what they're doing. You know. Um, number four, the governments are backing them, so that's a big thing, and that's kind of what we need as well. Yeah. Our government's still scared of cannabis. They think no, it's but because they're so innovative, the government can't ignore that. They can't ignore the fact that they've been studying cannabis since the 60s. Mm. Um, and number five, international cannabis investment in Israel in the cannabis space. So people throw money at them. A lot of people are throwing money at them. Because the of green the fact rush. that they're, being, they're the longest yeah. studiers. That's why yeah. they get the funding. Yeah. Simple yeah. maths. Do the study, get people that are interested in it. So even just by allowing research, you can get lots mm. of funding. And so we haven't even done that in South exactly. Africa. Exactly. It's useless. Come on, government. If we, were ten, if we were 10 years down already of research in South Africa, we would have people throwing money at us because they know that we have yeah. research in sub-Saharan yeah. Africa yeah. doing cannabis research yeah. on the plant. I mean, yeah, we're, we're getting yeah. behind. Uh, other African yeah. countries are going to start surpassing us. Okay. It just takes one other country to allow research and then we're behind. Yeah. Number six, Israeli operators are very optimistic. Now, contrary to what you might think of Israel being a desert country, it's not exactly a desert country. It's on the Mediterranean, pretty close to Greece, actually, where there are many islands. Mm -hmm. So it's quite a tropical place, if I will put it that way. So it's really nice to grow cannabis. One of the best spots okay, in the so world to grow cannabis to grow. Okay. is in Haifa, which is right on the coast of Israel. All right. They don't have too much land, but at least And then seven, Israel is a cannabis-supporting major U.S. ally. So, of course, their ability um, to, to be doing business with America in terms of their technology and information that they're mm -hmm. researching is very, very important. So they're being backed by not just the U.S., but many, many other foreign countries. Well, that's good. They're excelling with, with all their research. It's just a pity that on the other cannabis fronts, they're still lacking just like a lot of mm -hmm. other countries. Yeah. But at least for research, they, they've got it down. If only we can combine the good elements mm. of cannabis regulation mm. from different countries, 
and take the best and put mm. it in South Africa, you know, and they, winning they, all the way. They need they to treat their yeah. people first, in my opinion. They need to allow their people, which they will, with, they say by next year, they're going to decriminalize recreational use for all their people. But again, citizens. Yeah. They've got how Israel, many people? Like 700,000 people? <laughs> if you go to Israel, you'll understand that, that not yeah. even half their country are Isra Israelites. Mm. They, they're foreigners. So it still stops a lot of those people. Like if I was there, I still, still couldn't smoke legally. I would be arrested and thrown in jail. Yeah. So their draconian laws are Because they have a lot of incarceration. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Plenty. Sure. Pointless, pointless, And it's pointless. very expensive, the weed. But that, that's another point, is that because they have all these research facilities, a lot of it's hitting the black market. Because mm. that stuff yeah. I smoked was the best I ever smoked in the world. You know, and it mm. was black market. I bought it from a random dealer. Sure. Compared to the, the research cannabis in the US, that they say is more comparable to hemp than, than cannabis. Yes. Because the THC levels, are so, it's, the government weed is just badly grown. Mm. And that's what the FDA does research mm. and stuff with. You know? It's no, the bad they, government weed. Their government so weed let is Israel really good. set the example. Yeah. You know? well, you, why research this bad crap that you can't, you don't even know how to grow, and think that that is what mm. the results are going to be mm. like correct, mm. you know? The people are smoking something different. The people are smoking this and they fucking testing grass. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. It just makes no sense. Like, what the makes fuck no is sense. that? Really? Yeah. Pro uh, prohibition makes no sense. Does really Wyoming science be limited to tasting crap? Shouldn't they be tasting the forefront? Well, shouldn't they be on the forefront? Exactly. Shouldn't they be knowledgeable about... Or at least shouldn't they have people that are intelligent and understand this about the plant? Or they're hiring people that don't understand it? Because Taste what we are smoking, don't grow what you think you can yeah. and I'm that. still stuck on the best weed you've ever smoked in your life was street Seriously, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, not to be funny, but like I've lived on five continents now and Israel by far had the best weed. Mm -hmm. By far. That's oh, that's amazing. good news. It's really good that they're going to have responsible adult use yeah. soon, right? Yeah. That's yeah. great. Mm -hmm. They're not the progress. only ones. That was progress. It's good. Yeah, forward. Yes. That's it. What we want is forward. That's, well, that's if somebody keeps moving industry. forward, the rest matter. of us can... Yeah. It creates a projection, a, 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 a way mm. for us to move forward globally, which is very exciting. Very exciting. So we're going to move on, but before we move on, I just want to say that your dreads look great, Dale. Yes. And I believe you had them redone recently, mm. right? Yeah, and it can be painful. And you're happy with the service you got? Very. With your, yeah. your hair? Yeah. Oh, it looks good. Yeah. It does look amazing. Joe, you, you've okay. got another video for us, right? Yeah, let's delve into our uh, shit or lip for the evening. Ah, uh, it's the bomb. Nice. It's, it's the, the plane. It's the holographic rainbow recycler rig from 420.co.za. Some call it iridescent, some call it holographic. All I know is it's quite breathtaking. A dramatic little piece. This stands just under 22 centimeters tall. It's made from 3 millimeter glass and comes with a 14 millimeter size bowl. This little recycler is, without a doubt, a piece you're going to want on your table. The more you puff, the more amazing the colors look. I took it out into the sunshine and, well, I mean, just look at that. That's without a filter or anything. This is, without a doubt, a very Instagrammable rig. 
Recyclers get their name from their two-chamber system that recycles water through a loop. The smoke and water travel the same path, continuing through another separation tube back into the reservoir. The process essentially pulls all the smoke through both sections of the piece an infinite number of times, until the bowl or banger is emptied and the full hit is inhaled. is to unleash the plant for everybody, not him, not medicine, all of us. Wow, that was beautiful. Isn't it so pretty? And Guys, obvious we love bongs, eh? This is such a pretty, it's not really showing up under these lights, but it really does have this amazing, beautiful, Pearlescent, your holographic. Yeah. So, Joe, explain the whole name to us. It's called a holographic rainbow recycler. recycler. Yes. I get the rainbow bit and I understand it's a bit holographic because it looks like oil on water, but yes. it's got all these colors. So, the recycler, what happens is you've got your, your bowl here. Put it here so you guys can see. So, your smoke is coming in down this pipe and into this chamber where it's mixing with the water. It's then coming up here and into this chamber up here and the water and the smoke mixed are coming up here together right so it's still busy filtering the smoke from here while you're still busy drawing on this thing because you need a nice big hit here the water is still falling back down here again to reintegrate to be recycled more smoke. Yeah, that's why it's called a recycler and when you've pull the, the bowl or you lift Touch. the carb cap off the dab rig uh, because you can get the dab top as well, the um, banger. Uh, and you take that huge big hit it, and you're all like, and this stops all the splashback. It is, it's amazing. We tried really hard to get splashback yesterday um, and general consensus is, yeah, we want one. And that's all I have to say about that. What do you guys think? Weed. I'd hit weed with it. I did a little bit of the, um, there was some weed that I found lying around here, so it was good weed. <laughs> I have a question, I have a question. Yes. Because the weed's traveling to different places in the barn, do you have to empty it after every hit and refill yeah. it? No, I didn't, it didn't get too dirty, I must admit. Although I would probably with this, because it wasn't too hard to clean uh, from the little recycler inside, but I'd probably stick an ash catcher on top. Just because I'm a little OCD and, I, you know. Yeah, I think the ash catches have it like it's the most important thing. Or you just don't smoke weed through this. You smoke dabs. You just smoke dabs. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that's a dab rig. Yeah, yeah. doesn't look like that's a pipe cleaner. So not a chance. That is so intricate. You're gonna mm. never clean it. Never, 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 ever, ever. You'll have to buy 20 liters of ethanol. you're going to have to choose, there's always a balance between ease of cleaning and uh, the joys of using it, you know. Yeah. The, the, the more pleasant it is to use, the more difficult it might be to clean. It's often there's a little bit of mothership. Mothership is going to be difficult to clean. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, some rigs are just but a bit it. more 
worth the effort. Not a beginner's rig. Well, that's it, because yeah. this is a three millimeter glass, so you don't want to break it, you don't want to drop it. Mm -hmm. um, no, it's really, really pretty, and I think I would definitely like to see one of those in my, in my collection. So thank you for 420.co.za for, for this beautiful um, little lady. Uh, she's gonna... She's more unusual looking than most bombs. I'd sure. Say. She had me fascinated for ages yesterday, standing in the sunshine going, ooh. <laughs> 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 I was literally like a five-year-old going, ooh, shiny things, it's so pretty. Shopping a little bit of rain. That's mm. awesome. Uh, did we silent all, all the people watching yes. tonight? I see uh, Russ Warren is watching. Hello, Russ. So in the and, YouTube, uh, we've got Samos. Chris J, Tommy LaRue, Russ Warren, Yellowman, Raman, Tian Buerta, Hendry Graylin, Costa Costa T, and Nigel Punk. We've got 15 people watching us on Facebook, including Daka Duchess and David Andre. David, where do we find the poll? From what, how I'm seeing it on my phone right now, uh, at the bottom of my screen I see a button that says share, then there's a little space for comment, and then there's a little purple button that looks like if I hit it, the poll would come up. But that's only on Facebook. But that's on my Huawei and yeah. So I don't know if you're watching on laptop or on tablet or on Apple, I don't know how your screen would look. Sorry, man. Johnny Kinia, Oslets. Yeah, say what's up guys, we'd like to chat, you know. Yeah. Let us know what you think. Say something. In the meantime, should we start having a look at the Instagram show? Yeah, we've got uh, to Tell ask you guys thing. a favor. Uh, for the poster we do every week, we'd like uh, some background. So if you want to give us some photos to use as a background, if you think it's appropriate, because we don't want to use something that won't work. Uh, there's a lot of things that go on top of it. But uh, maybe we'll have a competition and choose the best one, which will be used. But uh, <coughs> we could have some more. <coughs> extras. Every week we, have, we need a fresh background. Uh, this week we have five more entries which we're going to look at now. And uh, somebody's going to choose a winner. Who's Dale's choosing the winner. Are, using, using, are the you winner. using the backgrounds of our Instagram photos? No. No, no I have no, to dig really deep hard to get those backgrounds. Because I don't just grab things wow. off Google, you know. Wow. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 I was saying, because I was thinking, if, if guys did that for us and donated photos to us, and like you know, like you say, give Hope us the photos, nice that would be great. Do it December yeah. or in yeah, the new year? Must be original, must yeah. be original photo. Yeah. Must Can you take off of the Instagram and use that? No, because they've... I'd rather let him send the highlights. That's what I'm saying, yeah. So if you want your photos on our backgrounds of our show, Profile page pics. Yeah, email it to we'll us. Send it to feature, us. Send yeah. us with your from uh, from you, so we know that it's official, and then we can put it yeah. on. We don't want to bite anyone's. Uh, people are starting to get brave on Facebook. So, so hi, Sister V, and hi, Abigail, and hi, Eddie. Hi, Corbin, Chad Williams. Hi, Janine Teron. There we go. Eh? There's oh, Alien from Alien Plantation. Look, and these and pictures are amazing. Tiggy Zolls with very colourful flower there. Mm. Some lights in the background. Going to the last days. The nachos greenhouse. Greenhouse. Mm -hmm. nachos. It's a very so many colors in Just two pictures, all we got. No, no there's more. No, this part, sorry. I'd love to find out where really nachos got that Macy too. That's beautiful. It really is beautiful. That's the winner for me. There's only been two photos, dude. No, there's is been it? five. <laughs> you haven't seen five. Oh, it has gone through those. Uh, OG Club is A. Ooh. Yeah, there's the one. Oops, I need to follow them. We'll follow you, don't worry. 
That didn't come up just now. That's why I did. That's fudgy. Avoid that. I must have been looking at the chat. Well done, Avoid that. Avoid that. Nachos is the winner, guys. It's a on the other side yeah, of the house, last, last day, on the shady side. House. Yeah. Finishing now. Yeah, yeah it'll yeah. finish now. Like weird, it yeah. won't finish properly, yeah. but it will finish. See, like, oh, well done, nachos. Yeah, oh, congratulations. A fun and dandy yeah. gift will be on its way to you. And now all I want is nachos, so thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> After that amazing, amazing Asian meal we just had. Mm. Okay, so shall we clap into the, the weekly calendar There's before we get the poll results? There are actually quite mm -hmm. a few. Uh, the world is coming back to life again. Spring has sprung, so the weather has warmed, and people feel like getting out and about. So let's start with this weekend, Friday. Dejoint. Um, Dejoint invites you to celebrate the official opening of their new pop-up kitchen, Sub Rosa Cochina, which starts at 4.20pm. Uh, Sub Rosa will be hosting Friday Foodie Fiesta on the first and last weekend of every month going into the summer season. Menu will consist, consist of tasty tapas, catering for meat lovers and vegetarians. Um, uh, Sub Rosa Kitchen is an authentic culinary space that uses fresh locally sourced produce um, and it's going to be just an amazing munchy experience and the flavor explosions and all those words that you associate with yumminess. And then uh, sticking with Friday at DeJoint, they also have Friday Pizza Madness. Buy any two pizzas of the day and get one free. Um, so... Just go there. That sounds, yeah, just go to DeJoint. Okay. Yeah, and they open till <laughs> 8 on the Friday night. And a pop-up kitchen is when somebody comes in and sets and up the sets whole up thing. sets up completely. It's not a permanent Caters at the event and then leaves yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. They'll do that, I think, once a week, is it? I think so. uh, First and last... Twice a month. Yeah, yeah. twice a month. So then Saturday, we've got Blaze to SA together hey. with Baba Gunush. I love that word. No, me too. Um, they are looking for the next Canna Queen to represent their brand and be the face of cannabis. Um, yeah. So they've got their top 10 models walking it out on the runway. It's hosted by Baba Gunush. There will be live performances, DJs, and a market. And this will be held at the Boss Hill Country Estate in Maldestrup. Now, will those 10 models all be female? <laughs> I don't... You know what? Incognito social in Mary Jane's. The subject we <laughs> discussed earlier. It, well, it also depends on. I don't know what the rules are about. Because uh, in fashion. Um, it's 2021, Shaw. We can't talk about things like that without it becoming another one hour conversation. Look, I, I watch a lot of fashion I don't on know TV. What the, and male models are definitely like. Minority. Yeah. Boys make the hottest girls. At a fashion anyway. show, it's usually 90% women's clothing. <laughs> So, we'll so also happening on Saturday, um, Incognito Social and Mary Jane's Hacienda will be taking over a different venue, Miami Gold, for the official Hef's House pop-up event. So uh, this is in Oak Avenue in Germiston. It starts at 3 o'clock. Ladies are free, gents 50 bucks entrance. It's going to be day night, a day and night of sultry deep house music celebrated by beautiful people. Sexy deep house. Mm. And then also on Saturday, Cannabuds presents Cannafest. It's Cannabuds one year anniversary. This is going to be held um, 
in Water Glen, Rustenburg in the Northwest Province. They've got an exciting lineup of DJs and loads of stalls to pique your interest. It sounds like it's going to be a banger of a day. Tickets are available either in their store or on Howler. Sunday, CBD Consultants and 420 Station present Sun 420. And this is a day filled with uh, music, stalls, food trucks, quad bikes, and will be uh, hosted at the beautiful Mhuru Boutique Family Wine Farm. And I, I hope I didn't slaughter the, the pronunciation Mahudi? of that. Mahudi? Mahudi? Yeah, absolutely slaughtered it's, uh, I, I slaughtered it. I, I apologize, but I tried. Uh, it's in the Old Pole Road, Stellenbosch. Entrance is only 30 bucks. I think that yeah. sounds like an no, amazing good to thing some to Western do. Cape, uh, Finally, good events. time to go a little bit searching Come for Come on, that. Western Cape, you can do it. We want more events. Next weekend, 13th of November, we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks. It's the Woman of Weed, one year uh, anniversary. That's going to be at the Brown Cat Cafe in Boitis Hill. Please book in advance. Everything is subject to COVID regulations, guys. Um, so please, please, please do that. And then, as we mentioned earlier, 18th to the 21st of November, the Cannabis Expo is back at the Stanton Convention Center, and we will see your beautiful faces there. Come talk to us, come ask us questions. That's it, come, like, come join photos, the Green Network. Come join the Green Network. Come buy t-shirts. If you work for a company that you think might be interested in becoming an affiliate, or if you own a company that might be interested in becoming an affiliate, come and talk to us. Like we are going to be there with... Besides, it's a cool place to be. It's cannabis. Yeah, yeah and we're going to be there for four days. It's going to be boring if nobody years, talks to us. So come talk to us. The cannabis community over the years has slowly been training and teaching and molding the organizers of the Cannabis Expo into what our actual culture is and what we actually expected at an event. Yeah, just let us um, smoke weed there. You can't have a cannabis event without cannabis, even though there was... There might be cannabis. a smoking lounge. There was one the last time in Tanton. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So... I'm looking forward to it actually. It's going to be nice to get out. I'm yes, still hermiting. I keep threatening to go out. I'm still hermiting. I'm sorry. Mm. I'm sorry, everybody, that I keep promising I'm coming to. I'm probably not. I just hope there's an outdoor space because I don't want to wear a mask the whole day. I want to oh. catch my breath now and then. I can't just mark some over them. <laughs> anyway, Charles. So, what are we done? We just no, got we a poll. Oh, we need to get the poll, poll results. Facebook. Just need our poll. Okay. It's still called Facebook, or is it what? Something meta. Meta. No, they're changing it to Meta, but it hasn't changed yet. Not going to happen. It's Facebook. Finish and claw, like Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Have you found the local cannabis industry to be a little too much boys clubbish? 64% of people said yes. Okay. And the rest said, uh, no, 14% said no. There was a third option. Yes. Uh, I haven't had much to do with the formal cannabis industry, said 23%. Honesty. Our, our industry is still developing so much and we have the power to still yes. have the influence mm. of the women yeah, in our industry. It's early days and we can be mindful of these things now. So mm. if, we, if we just keep throwing issues out there and it raises awareness, then that's fantastic. Yeah, that's remember right. all those prohibitionists out there, they all do their part for prohibition. Mm. Um, like the SABC, you'll never see cannabis on, on, the, main, on the main news. Let's it, make sure mentioned. that it stays that prohibition and misogyny go hand in hand so and cannabis and there's always a cutoff. There's a lot of stuff about cannabis that you only know when you actually enter the industry, speak to people face to face, and find out the truth. Enter the bubble. You're not going to read about it in the newspaper. Actually, so enter the smoke, find out for smoke yourself. Yeah. Come dab in our bubble. <laughs> <laughs> and that is another show. That's right? Stale? We what did it. Stand up for what you believe in. Yes. Grow your own. I'm going to need you to please choose happy and stay safe. 
And light one up for Jules. And happy Diwali and New Year to our Hindu community. Yes. We wish yes. you happy love Diwali. and light and all the good things. A great future.